Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening. Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world. This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Mercury is retrograde in Virgo. Moon is in Gemini today. Oh, yeah? It's a lot. With all the Earth, now mm-hmm. there's only five planets in Earth. For the last few days, there were six planets because Moon was in Taurus. It's a lot. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like I'm so kapha. Yeah, I always get tired. <laughs> and, well, I guess I've been, I haven't really paid attention enough to the pattern. I feel like Mercury tires me out. Now you know how I feel. I'm walking Mercury. <laughs> I'm like, I can go, 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 go. And then I have to like, I have to take several, what I call shavasanas mm-hmm. throughout the day. But yeah, today I feel really, really tired. I wanted to share while people are listening to this and people are watching this on YouTube, we have been talking about since the very beginning of this podcast about having a guest. And I literally just thought just now, we should ask our oh, listeners yeah. Yeah, yeah. who they think we should have as our very first that guest good, on One Long Conversation. <laughs> right. I was like, let's see if people will pick it. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't pick anybody famous, though, because... You never know. I know, If that's anyone true. has the contact info of somebody famous. Right. But I mean, like, know, if people yeah. go like, oh, Russell Brand. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it could be... If anyone knows Russell than... Brand's publicist, they'll send an email, <laughs> you know? It's like, might as well. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking... Like it actually would be really interesting. And I had a client consult last night and, and we were talking a little bit about our podcast, uh, cause my, cl- my potential client was asking me, um, what do we talk about? And I said, well, we were, we talk about what it is that's going on currently. And I said, right now I said the, uh, the multimillionaire or the billionaire, Brian Johnson, I said, has been like coming up and in and, the whole don't die and the emphasis on the fear of death, but yet everything that he's bringing to humanity through this, I've got to get super uber clean. And I said, I don't know his birth time, but he's got to be Virgo rising. He's got to be. And then the, the client consult said to me, yeah, but what if he listens to your podcast? What if he hears that you're talking about him? I said, wouldn't that be great if he did? Yeah. I said, I would, I said, we haven't had a guest yet. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, I would so love it if Brian Johnson was on our podcast. (laughs) We'd have the best conversation about health, wellness, cleaning up. I feel like, I feel like we would, we would all get along very well. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I agree. I, I would totally welcome him. I think he, I have great respect for him. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with everything. I mean, who, who are you going to agree with everything with anyway? I don't agree with everything he's doing, but I think he's fascinating and I think he's putting out an essential ripple mm-hmm. into the human collective field Yeah, on we need to shift what we're doing and, you know, what I call the scamdemic has done that a little bit, but I'm not saying that humans are still 
shifting and coming back to themselves I am. enough. I know you huge. are. It's the, that was massive. That was the biggest change we've ever seen. It's really, it's really, huge. it's hard to see in the moment because we're always thinking of like where we are going to get to. So we're always like, where are we going to go? Where are we going from here? But if you actually look back, like I can remember when people would have like torn like just take brian johnson for example if brian johnson had come out in 2016 and been like hey i eat like this is my diet and this is that people would have torn him to shreds well they're already tearing him to shreds not really yeah they are not really people majority of people a lot of people who are accepting accepting of there there are some that are look at how accepting people are of even concepts like veganism concepts like preservation conservationalism i hear that getting back together getting back together from being so grid dependent and being so separated people are starting to take a heavy look at technology and the impact that that has i'm seeing studies pop up everywhere i'm seeing people do independently funded studies now i'm seeing it be a mainstay conversation people are talking about revolting in multiple ways against the system i didn't see any of this stuff prior to covid i saw a little bit of it what what I saw before was people, it was an idea. And for those of us who, you know, Dolores Cannon would put put us in the second wave of volunteers to come to to the planet and help to wake up. Humanity. I I put myself in that category because that feels everything how she describes that. I fit into that. And for those of us that are second wavers. We all had the idea of of living this way and dabbled in it or incorporated things. I mean, I've been living the way we're living now. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been living this way for decades. Mm-hmm. And I was fully born in the system, fully lived in the system. Even when I was pregnant with you, I was still fully in the system and run, newly pregnant with you. And then it was start to step out of this. Mm-hmm. That was very exciting to me. I definitely see the back to earth movement increasing momentum and people now going, oh, you know, walking barefoot is earthing. For those of us <laughs> who were already living that way, I mean, I remember when I first went vegan and that word wasn't even used in 1989 and 1990. And yeah, I mean, you want to talk about backlash you want to talk about people freaking out i experienced that fully that was something and and i didn't know that would happen and honestly i did not care Mm -hmm. because this was something that higher self and my guides told me in my dream time told me in the morning when i was waking up gave me every i mean like literally like dropped books on my head and said, this is, this is your path. This is what you have to do. And my body wouldn't do anything besides that. This mm-hmm. is what I had to do for my body if I was going to be able to stay in my body. So back then, the backlash of, you know, I mean, I was a closet astrologer and numerologist. Oh, that's so weird. Oh, yeah. oh here comes Sonia. She's really different. Oh, Sonia's so weird. Oh, Sonia doesn't eat meat. And then there's that list. Yeah. <laughs> the list. Here's the list. Yeah. You don't eat meat? No. I don't eat animal. So do you eat eggs? No. That would yeah. be animal. So do you eat butter? No. That would be animal. I don't get as much of that anymore. <laughs> I used to get that when I was a kid. I know. We and, don't. And then they and, go through everything. Cream. Yeah. Coconut cream. <laughs> 
Is, is coconut is, an animal? Is coconut an animal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Custom a tree. Has you water what, in it. You know what has really changed my perspective a lot on on humanity and the rate and and I guess my my hope for humanity to really be conscious of their decisions and take actions of their decisions. Uh, ironically, TikTok has changed a lot of my perspective on this because very cool. The conversation about all of this stuff is huge on TikTok. Oh, good. It is, and it really makes you feel a lot less jaded and nihilistic about the world when you look at somebody talking about like openly like going back to Earth and like multiple people, content creator after content creator, talking about like this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do, and you've got like hundreds of thousands of likes you've got like thousands and thousands of people being like i felt this for a long time we need to do this etc etc it's about it's about taking action finally with it this is where we're getting to though we're finally starting to come to that when Mm -hmm. people used to say like i used to go into people's food co-op barefoot Mm -hmm. and you can do that there i don't know if you can anymore they're still masking but (laughs) like i i walked into fred meyer barefoot a few times and i'm like fuck it (laughs) i'm doing this and you know, it's it's so funny because for years, it's amazing when you're not wearing shoes in your public, how many people will see your feet. And I'm literally having a conversation with people who don't really know me very well. And they're, they're doing this. You're not wearing any shoes. Oh, Thank uh-huh. you for telling me. Yeah. Or you know, I turn it into a joke after a while. Thank you for informing me of that. Or I'm so glad you noticed. Do you not have any shoes? I have four pairs of shoes. You have four pairs. Yes, and they're all in my car in the trunk. You have four pairs of shoes in your trunk. I do. Because when I'm in my home, I don't wear any shoes. And the only time I would ever need to wear shoes is if I'm walking in a public place. So I keep in my car because that's the only time I go to a public place. So then people go through the list with that. Do you hike without shoes? I have. I find when I'm doing like I'm a serious hiker. And so I find it's it's really hard on my feet and it slows me down. Oh, wow. Or when you tell them you're raw plant based Uh and they think that you don't drink hot tea. (laughs) You're, you, you know. You drink tea? Uh Uh-huh. Is that hot? It is. (laughs) Especially men have asked me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Checkmate. You've you've heard all these stories your entire life. I would like to only laugh at the mind of humanity because it's so ridiculous. And you know what, though? Honestly, I so appreciate people who will literally ask me blatantly. You know, like, I had one woman one time, like, she was looking at my chest. And, and you couldn't see that I was wearing a, a yoga top underneath. And she says, do you wear bras? <laughs> I said, no. And I said, and I highly recommend that you stop wearing bras. I said, because studies have shown that they actually cause cancer. I said, you know, these are glands and then you have lymph nodes all around here and you need lymphatic drainage. (laughs) But I mean, like, I appreciate that. I appreciate when people ask those kind of blatant questions. But, you know, there are people who will actually look at me and say, 
when they find out my age, and this isn't anymore because now I'm in my mid-50s. And yeah, I'm wrinkled and I've got bags and all of that. And I'm fine with that. I mean, that's just the way it goes. But before, when I was in my 40s, and I looked really young when I was in my 40s before menopause, and I had people who would look at me and go, have you had plastic surgery? <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. And then there's the list for that. And then, of course, I have to share with them my lifestyle and say, no. Do you do like, this is before red light therapy was really popular, but there are people who are, oh, the big thing in the 90s is a lot of people asked me if I'd had Botox. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't do that to my face because that has an effect on my internal organs. And you get the like. Oh, my gosh. You get. And you start, and yeah. like you start looking Asian <laughs> if you're not Asian, oh, which I'm part Asian, but it's, I don't know my percentage. Not even as not even as natural looking. It as is that. not as natural looking as Asian, mm-hmm. but it's like it's an opportunity. Like we're talking, like Brian Johnson spurred all this conversation that mm-hmm. I'm sharing. But this has been my lifestyle for, you know what, like almost 35 years, and I'm used to a barrage of questions, and. It's always been an opportunity for me to educate and to serve people in information. And what I've noticed, and this is the change that we're talking about, I've noticed that literally 2019 leading up to the big Mayan calendar year of 2020, which was really 2012, the Mayan calendar. As soon as everything started going on in China, and here I am working my ass off seven days a week three different jobs just to pay basic bills and i'm so tired and i just keep hearing all of these people talking about this virus and everything and what i noticed from that moment in autumn of 2019 especially as i was working on my bodywork clients i noticed how many people were more aware that they actually have an immune system and that they need to clean up their diet and that they need to rest more and they need to move more and they need to be outside in the elements more. They need to become closer to nature. I noticed that shift more, even though, yes, a, the majority of the people who were in freak out mode were loud, very, very loud, very dramatic. But for those of us that were already living this lifestyle or were already on the trajectory to live this lifestyle, And to move more into balance between technology and earth. We were all like, what's the problem? (laughs) What's the issue? Mm -hmm. This is life. It has algorithms. You have an immune system. Trust it. It's okay. And then we're all locked up. And for me, for the literally for like the first year, it was such a relief. (laughs) I was like, yay, I get to now do my light work 100% and we get to have more family time and I get to spend more time traveling and, and we did. I had a lot of fun during that time. That was a fun time. I traveled a lot. That was, we all did. That was a very like. That was adventurous. That was an adventurous couple years and it was. It was. It was very much like a, a really good practice for me and just kind of like letting go and letting people like do whatever it is that they want to do. It was fun. It was very fun for me. I had a lot more client flow back then mm. because I was at home and I could take in the client flow and I took, you know, a lot of clients in person. Mm-hmm. And what I loved observing 
about people coming to my door and seeing how normal and natural I was. And some, only a few showed up with a mask and I, I would just smile and say, you don't need that here. I've got a diffuser going with therapeutic grade essential oils that are antiviral, antibacterial, anti da 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 And you have an immune system and you don't want to be sucking in your CO2 and I need to see your beautiful face. And I noticed like the light bulb moments with so many of these people. Like, okay. And people told me when they were coming for their quantum healing sessions or their in-person bodywork sessions, they were sharing with her. They, I mean, they started teaching yoga out of the living room. They're coming for yoga class. And they're like, now with the way that I see that you're living and you seem like these are people who a lot of them knew me from teaching yoga at the gym or the, from the yoga studios. And they're like, you're pretty much the same. Yep. You haven't gotten this at all. I probably did, but you know, it's just like, it, I have an immune system. Mm -hmm. I fasted for a day. I just did a little juice cleanse and it was mm -hmm. done. My immune system kicked in. So I said, I'm, I'm sure I probably had a little inkling of it. Maybe I got a little swelling in my throat. My sinuses started to swell up and I was like, oh, something's passing through my system. Mm -hmm. I said, but that's what you do. And all of these people were saying, this is, this was the clarification that I needed. I needed to see that someone who is rational, someone who has common sense is telling me what my intuition has been telling me uh -huh. all this time. And then it's like, I'm the validation for that. Mm -hmm. And then I say, you just need to be yourself. Meditate every day. Listen within. Clean up your diet. Mm -hmm. Walk barefoot outside. Oh, I've been doing it most of my life. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's trending. That was when I started meditating was over that time. It was. It was just transformative. I, my health totally changed over the course of those years. No, I know. You cleaned up. Well, but you, you know, you needed because I raised you so pure. You needed to go, all three of you have needed to go down into, mm -hmm. like, what are Americans doing? I'm having deja vu right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what are Americans doing? What are, what are the people, what are, what are my peers doing? It's because we've had this conversation a lot before. That's why we're having We have, <laughs> but no, I had a deja vu moment with the whole Americans doing thing and seeing you kids mm -hmm. going down into that. No, that was a, that we did a timeline shift and I was cognizant of it there. You, and I knew that you needed to go through this. I had talked with um, other vegan adults who were born and raised plant-based and they kind of prepared me for it. Oh, they're going to fall off. They probably already have. Just not in your presence. They're going to need to go through this unhealthy time. They're going to need to go through this. But you're going to help them so much more if you just step back and allow them mm -hmm. and continue to live the lifestyle that you live. Mm -hmm. And they'll eventually come back around to it. They'll come back around to it in their own time and in their own way. And they'll come back to it in a different way than you are. And that, I mean, I heard that often from like young adults who were born and raised in hippie communes mm -hmm. or, you know, Hey, I was born and raised in, in festivals, mm -hmm. you know, spiritual festivals or whatever. My parents went to Woodstock, blah, blah, blah. And it was really sage advice. And because I was the food police, I was a food Nazi when you guys were growing up. It was intense. It was really, I mean, that's, it, we're talking about Brian Johnson and the Virgo rising. Hello. These are the extremes of mercury with a lot of fire fueling it mm -hmm. and a moon in Capricorn that wants control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you were my co-creations with your father. And that was a, that was one of the few things that he and I actually agreed on was how to raise you three. Mm-hmm. And we were like really dedicated to your health and your wellness to give you the best start possible. Mm-hmm. So when I said to you guys, just give me the first 15 years. And of course, you're all rebellious, mm-hmm. especially when you and Mars have Uranus ruling your charts. <laughs> and it's like now i'm gonna stick my finger in the light socket whether you like it or not and i'm gonna run out into the street after that ball whether you like it or not and i'm gonna sit up on this metal railing and fall backwards on the cement and smash my head open whether you like it or not and i'm gonna go up into that tree and (laughs) i mean i learned really early on i learned with you don't say absolutes in everything. And I did it and I messed up, but stop saying absolutes and just say, when you're doing this, just be as wise as possible. Like use your common sense and all of this, you're going to do it, but go in it with your eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good move. Uh, when, when that, I think I learned a lot more from that perspective. I think that gave me a really solid idea of what it means to um, like what I would take into parenting if I were to do it, you know, because for me, I think it felt, it felt much more like my autonomy as an individual, as a being was respected when I was given, it's not even allowed. You can't really not allow somebody to do something. It's pretty much impossible. Um, you know, what you can do is you can you can do exactly what you learn to do which is which is to you know give people the the facts and the information and this is the this is the positive of mercury when you're when you're coming at it from a perspective of uh of free will and and understanding and saying you know what the information that i'm going to share with you this is coming from a lot of years of my studying it so i know this to be true that doesn't mean that you have to follow it, but I want you to be informed of what it is that you're going to do, regardless of whether you do it or not. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I totally made major mistakes. And we have to. There's mm-hmm. no other way you can live without major, making major mistakes. The key, and I got the key because I was raised by Nana. Mm-hmm. And I give her all the props for it. The key is that you're honest about it with your kids totally. and you disclose everything. It helps a lot. You say, I, I screwed up. And in the moment, yep. like the one time that I spanked you and you were devastated, I was devastated. I said, I want to cry right now, but I'm like, <laughs> I spanked my child. And I was just, you know, my impatience and my anger, the damn Saturn and Chiron and North Node and Aries, fucking Aries. <laughs> You know, and my father was just like Mr. Hothead with his damn Venus and Jupiter and Aries and Waka. And, you know, I got that as a kid and that I just saw him. I just he came right out of me. And I mean, I claim him. He's me. Mm-hmm. And he came right out of me. And I was just like, <gasps> you know, and you're like, you're devastated and big, fat, hot tears. And I'm holding you and. You're confused that I just smacked your butt and then I'm holding you and I'm like, I'm so sorry, mommy totally screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was bad. That was so bad. I felt terrible. And I did that to Mars too one time. And But you know, with Mars, with the water in the chart, Mars was just like, scarred meow. 
<laughs> it really was. And I'm I'm like trying to hold Mars and that Mercury and Venus and Scorpio was just like turning away from me. Now I'm going to hold that against you for the rest of your life. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to make it up to you every day. You have to do that with a strong Scorpio. And I had to constantly tell you guys, I mean, like when, and in, and I was a single parent before we were even divorced. And I'm like, oh my God, like you do not see your father here. It is just me. I like, I'm, you guys, you have to pee into the toilet. You cannot. <laughs> I cannot be all around the sides, boys. I know your penises are really tiny, but you have to push them down. And that was like a big thing with two boys is you've got to hit the fucking toilet. I cannot keep cleaning this up every day all around. This is driving me nuts. I have clients yeah. coming over here. Yeah. It's uh, it's easier said than done. It we'll was, just, I know. And that. it was just like this constant, all the little daily things. Wash your dishes when you're done with them. Mm-hmm. Don't leave them in your bed. Don't leave them in the sink. I don't think I ever, did yes. I ever leave my dishes in my bed? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh my God. You learned it from your father. I didn't realize I ever did that. Yes. So if you guys left your dishes in the sink and I got fed up because I literally cleaned the kitchen five times a day. Mm-hmm. And I got so tired of it. And so I would literally take your dishes and I would put them under your pillow and, <laughs> and make your bed. Now, that happened for you once. That happened for Mars several times. That happened to your father once. I had to do that to him. <laughs> he set the tone on that one. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm not the maid. Uh-huh. So it was those kind of things. And it was me constantly doing that. And then, you know, when he was gone... Then it was me constantly doing that to the point of, I realized there was, I am so stressed out. It is so over my head. I love you three. I wanted you from the time I was like three. This is the life that I planned, but there's got to be some balance. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I would do. I would just share with you. Yeah. This is what I want. I would tell you exactly that. I wanted you since I was three years old and I'm so tired. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm teaching all these yoga classes and I'm trying to support you and you don't see your father here and you guys have to help me. And mm. then, you know, sometimes I'd walk out and take a walk. Then I'd come back and you guys would clean the toilet. You'd mm-hmm. clean the kitchen. Yeah. Well, for, for me, it was really hard to see. That was the, that was the stuff that actually had, I think, the, the longest impact on me. Um, on in an actionable conscious way. Um, whenever I would see you in a moment of uh distress, uh feeling overworked, feeling overwhelmed, uh that was really when I could make the most conscious decisions to really like do things differently. Yeah. Um, which is I think why doing that to your kids is very very important. You have to give your kids the opportunity to be empathetic. Um, not every child is going to respond that way. There are some kids who are born who just don't care. And that is either from deeper trauma or previous lives. So that's going to be something that will need to be looked into, but you need to give your child the opportunity to, to show empathy and to, and to, and to be compassionate. Um, because that's, I felt that's where I felt a lot of my empathy and compassion really develop was in those moments where I was like, I was like, damn, mom is a human just like me and she's having a really hard time. And so I got to like, you know, I got to help out because if I don't help out, then I wouldn't be able to do this any better if I was in her situation. So that was that was my thought process. That was what that brought up in me. You know, it was a lot more effective than than like, you know, yelling at your kids or punishing them because then 
the the problem with that is like if you if you react if you react from a perspective of talking down to your child of being like no I know the way and this is the way for you all that does is it reinforces a god complex in your child's mind of like well of course she's going to say that she's more capable of doing that than I am cuz she's more human than I am you know and you don't want to reinforce that cuz that will that will just push your child down it'll diminish their ego and it'll make them feel like they are not capable of doing the things that they that they actually want to do or it'll make them be like, well, I'm not her. I'm going to do things totally differently. And they'll like, their ego will react in a different way. When your child's ego is forming, you really have to be very careful about how it is that you treat it. And you have to be very responsive, um, which is why you changing things is, is good. More parents need to be adaptive and change things in accordance to what it is that they witness in their developing child. Because when the child is growing, their their mind is the biggest thing. It's their their perception of themselves. That's the thing that's growing the the fastest is growing from nothing so in those formative years you know really really early on from age zero to six that's when most of the ego develops it's like 75 percent of it and then from the remainder of the time until they're 21 that's really like when the ego gets that last 25 percent and that last 25 percent is crucial you you really you really notice a big change but it's not the core the core comes earliest because the core is it all, whenever you do like any sort of therapy with anyone, it always comes back down to what did they experience in their first six years of their life? Oh, first seven years. Mommy hit me. Daddy yep. hit me. I was sexually abused. Yep. And I'm not, I can't remember it, but that's the thing that stuck with me and changed how I was formed the entirety of my life. Most of those people who were abused, if they were really abused, people who mm-hmm. were sexually touched by an elder. A lot of times they'll remember that and they'll go to some sort of addiction to cope with it. For people who were literally traumatized, sexually molested continuously, a huge traumatic event, a huge abusive event, they left their body and they don't have any recollection mm-hmm. of it, but their subconscious does. And so mm-hmm. they're constantly well, and recreating even that. In those, in those first seven years, it's even like... And this is the thing too. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a, a severe trauma. The thing that people need to realize more, and I do see people talking about this, but but I, it would be very helpful for everyone if they if they really took the time to understand this. Even something as simple as say you had parents that you thought you had a really good relationship, but they maybe didn't pay as much attention to you as they should have. That forms those are all those subtle personality disorders like now mm. i'm having trouble with my relationships as an adult and i can't form strong connections between people because uh something goes wrong and i don't know what's going wrong but i can't keep a girlfriend right it's like that type of guy is like i can't keep a girlfriend i don't know what's wrong she always ends up leaving me it's like okay now we got to go back to those early years like how much attention do your parents pay to you because that is going to really be what makes you have those relationships later on and you're not going to think of that because in those first seven years of your life, you're not going to hold on to those memories. Those are all going to be pushed in the back burner because they're not needed for daily survival tasks. It also depends, and you touched on this, mm-hmm. it depends on the personality of the child. Sure. This is why with the three of you, I made sure consciously, because I had all of you consciously, mm-hmm. I was impregnated consciously. I wanted all of you. And I made sure knowing that all three of you would be completely different and unique from each other, that I gave you all as much of myself, my mm-hmm. love, my support, my, my unconditional listening, my passion, my dramatic passion mm-hmm. every day. 
yeah. as much as possible, as much as you would allow it. Mm-hmm. And I went overboard on that many times, but because that's my personality. My personality is to go overboard because I have such a huge, fiery, mercurial, powerful, energetic personality. My energy is massive. But the three of you needed that. Mm-hmm. And so, because the three of you are not that big, big, you're the most like me. All three of you are big energies and you express them in your own unique way. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you're, none of you are overtly theatrical. Mm-hmm. None of you are so outward. We would call that extroverted, but I don't really consider myself extroverted because I need to have that internal time mm-hmm. as a balance. It's literally just my outward flow is just so giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. And I, I always see it as dramatic. I think it's just that life is a drama and a play in, in your is. world. And that's and like I, how it's, it, And it's fun. That's yeah, fun exactly. for me. So yeah. I brought all of that fun element into mm-hmm. raising you three into your world. Even when things were shit, mm-hmm. when it was absolute hell in our family, which lasted way too long. I was trying to bring some sort of freaking humor and play and fun into our world. Cause I'm like, I got to remedy this while I'm figuring out how I'm going to get us out of this. And I'm going to bring in as much fun as possible. So we focused on homeschooling. I Mm -hmm. got you to your friend's houses. We took little mini trips out. We took family walks. We watched fun movies. I got fun. We mean, you know, four trips to the library sometimes in a week to look at the best books, to talk about the best stories, the best music. Let's have dance parties. We did all of that. But I was always honest with you kids. Mm -hmm. I never held anything back from you kids. Now, that's not to say that like I was talking to you about my sexual life or anything like that. I mm-hmm. didn't do that. It was all within the, the appropriate boundaries no, you had of very, a parent-child relationship. Uh-huh. And you guys know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know who I am because I've never hidden who I am from you. If you kids have asked me questions about myself, I've always answered you. Yeah. You guys know my history. You know there's, there's really nothing... There's probably some things that that I've experienced that I haven't shared with you simply because you're my kids and it just isn't pertinent mm-hmm. to our relationship. But it's not something that I, if you were ever to ask me a question about anything, I would always answer it mm-hmm. honestly and truthfully. And this is what I would love to see. And getting back to seeing how humanity has changed, because I'm having all these little connect the dots sure. moments here, light bulbs are popping on, is. I do see how many parents from 2020 and on are, you know, how many people pulled their their kids out of this public school system? Mm -hmm. How many people have been seeing the extremes of the horrible North American diet, big ag, putting all this garbage out and changing their diets and cleaning up their diets. It's so extreme now, which is what we were told would happen. We are literally seeing the extremes of people going, staying in the system, eating the plasticated garbage food stuff, the sludge and looking like it Mm -hmm. and like walking zombies. And how many people have extracted themselves from that Mm -hmm. and are saying, I got to clean up. And, and that goes back to Brian Johnson Mm -hmm. who has done exactly that. There's a lot of people who are doing that. Yep. A lot. And that's exciting. It's totally exciting. 
Thank you so much uh, to everyone who listened to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, feel free to check us out on Instagram at One Long Conversation to get some updates on our future episodes, our future content. Um, you can also follow us on Patreon and become a member. We have a lot of interesting and awesome perks and uh, cool ways to connect with us and, and our community that we're forming there. So go over to Patreon uh, at One Long Conversation and you'll find us there. Um, we also have these episodes going out on YouTube now. So if you go to YouTube yet again at One Long Conversation, uh, you will find video versions of these episodes. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.